Welcome to New York. This is, is the Devil's Devil State, State of Mind podcast, podcast, brought to you brought by to you the Hockey, Hockey Podcast, podcast Network. Network. Now here's now your host, host, Neil Villapiano! Shout out to Seeky for sponsoring the Devil's State of Mind podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They out a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you're getting a good or bad deal. Green means good and red means bad. Plus, my listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase with my promo code Devil State of Mind. Again, my promo code is Devil State of Mind. Click the link in our social medias on our link tree to download the app and remember to use our promo code devil state of mind click the link in my profile slash description of anything that i have i'll have it on all of my links and once again shout out to SeatGeek for being the official ticketing app of the devil state of mind podcast a big shout out to our sponsors at N- Horns and Tail Napa Valley. Horns and Tail Napa Valley is the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and a proud sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, allowing them to bring together two passions, hockey and wine, in an exciting and memorable way. They offer premium, limited production Napa Valley wines. They also have gift options for Devils fans. Their wine club offers a wide range of gift options, including individual bottles, curated gift sets, and exclusive merchandise providing the perfect present for any occasion. Every bottle was created by the team with their winery to honor the history and celebrate the success of the team. Their winery has worked closely with the team to create wines that embody the spirit and achievements of the New Jersey Devils, allowing fans to savor the memories and celebrate their team. Plus, Every purchase helps support the Devil's Youth Foundation. And if you want to get yourself a bottle of this delicious Devil's Wine, you go to Nap to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, use my promo code at checkout Devil State, and you can get 10% off your purchases. So once again, shout out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley for being the official wine sponsor of the New Jersey Devils and the Devil's State of Mind podcast. What is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sports Wire Radio the best place to get everything you need to know about your new Jersey Devils. As always, guys, I hope you are having a fantastic day wherever you are listening to this podcast episode. Thank you guys, as always, for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know 
that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. This is the first episode of the month of August. I'm recording this on August 2nd, 2023. You guys will hear this uh, tomorrow, Thursday, August 3rd. And yeah, we are one month away from really kind of the start of Devils Hockey being back with that Prospects Challenge. And obviously later in that month, you have training camp. So guys, the wait is not much longer. We're, we're going to have a lot of things to talk about. A lot of exciting stuff happening with myself and the Devil State of Mind podcast. One major update that I did share on my social media platforms, but I will share here on the podcast. I am now officially a writer for the hockey writers. Yes, yes, same one that, you know, our good friend and and uh, guest of the podcast, Alex Chauvency, is a part of. I am going to be a Devils writer for the hockey writers. My first article covering the Devils will be out uh, on Friday of this week, so I will make sure you guys check that out. I did write a new article for Big Apple Hockey, which kind of ducktails with what one of the things we're going to talk about here in this episode, and uh, it'll be the first of a three-part um, series, if you would like to call it, um, that I'm going to be doing for Big Apple Hockey. But I am now also a writer for the Hockey Writers, and I'm so excited um, to get to get going with them. I did a trial run where I wrote a couple articles covering the Seattle Kraken, and that was actually going to be the plan uh, originally, but... There was an opening for the Devils, and obviously your boy had the opportunity to take it. So I'm very excited to be adding another avenue for you guys to get some great coverage of your New Jersey Devils from yours truly. So make sure you guys are uh, get your emails set out for you know updates and you know get ready for when I share my first article. Also, make sure to go and give love to all the other guys that cover the New Jersey Devils. Um, over there, including my good buddy Daniel Moya, aka the ho- the uh, head of Devils Report on Instagram. He is also now a writer there as well. And all the other guys over there, make sure you give them some love. So I'm very excited, looking forward to uh, to giving you guys even more content involving the New Jersey Devils. Uh, so with that all out of the way, this podcast episode and everything we do here at the Hockey Podcast Network are sponsored, as always, by our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And guys, the NFL season is right around the corner. Think about it. From at this time next month, we will have the we will get a chance to see NFL football back. College football also will be underway, and Major League Baseball will get down to the nitty gritty to really see who's going to end up making the playoffs and making that deep run for a World Series championship. And with all that going on and so much more, you already know that DraftKings Sportsbook is your number one destination to get in on all of the huge cash prizes. So, if you want to get in on this action, you already know what to do, but I'll tell you again anyways. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook right now, sign up, use our promo code THPN. Again, promo code THPN. And don't forget to tell them that your boy, Neil Villapiano, sent you. And as always, a big thank you and shout out to our sponsors over at DraftKings Sportsbook for being the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. And as always, Devils fans, make sure you bet responsibly. Also, make a big shout out and thank you to 
our sponsors at SeatGeek for being the official ticketing partner of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And when you use SeatGeek to get the best value tickets for any sporting event or concert that you're going to, make sure to use my promo code Devil's State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, promo code Devil's State of Mind. So shout out to SeatGeek, the official ticketing partner of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Also, again, a big thank you to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of your New Jersey Devils, as well as the official wine club with the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And if you want to get some of the best tasting wine out there, and also it'd be Devil's themed, a lot of awesome opportunities to get some Devil's themed wine and get it for the Devils fan in your life, make sure to use my promo code DEVILSTATE and you can get 10% off your orders. Make sure again, promo code DEVILSTATE. So shout out to Horn to Tail Napa Valley for being the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And last, certainly not least, Raycon is back sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And you already know if you want the best you know, quality earbuds and headphones at a way better price than all of the other uh, supporters out there. Make sure to go to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20% off your order. Again, it is promo code THPN. So there you go. Got a bunch of sponsors. I, I, I'm telling you guys that these sponsorship uh, intros are going to get longer and longer as we go along here. But thank you to all of our sponsors, as always, for supporting the Hockey Podcast Network as well as the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Devil's fans, we got a little bit more of a shorter episode here in this one. We finally got a new contract for our lone unsigned uh, free agent after we qualified him a couple a couple weeks ago, and we'll talk about really kind of you know what the deal is, how long, and some of the significance of what this kid has uh, done in his short career. Also, we got two little kind of devil's news slash notes that I want to share with you, and then lastly, I am going to give you my lineup predictions slash projections for the upcoming 2023. 24 season. But this episode, we are just going to strictly talk about the forward group. And again, I do have an article that came out on Wednesday on Big Apple Hockey talking in more detail about my prediction slash projections. I will leave a link to that on uh, Twitter. Not going to call it the other name that now Twitter is called. It is still Twitter. Um, and you guys could check it out yourself. So, as always, Devils fans, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So let's get rolling here and drop the puck with obviously the most important topic of this episode. And that is talking about the re-signing of number 88, Kevin Ball. So on Monday morning, the Devils announced the re-signing of defenseman Kevin Ball to a two-year contract at 2.1% million dollars. So his average annual value will be $1.05 million per year. And if you remember, Kevin Ball was one of the, the only guy that the Devils had in terms of RFAs where he accepted his qualifying offer. They, they gave him a qualifying offer and, uh, you know, they just wanted to get more time to get him down to a contract. And after getting a lot of the other major contracts and decision-making out of the way, 
finally, the Devils are able to put pen to paper with Ball to get him down and officially be with the Devils again for the next two seasons. The contract breakdown is as follows. So this upcoming season, he'll be making only $900,000. So he won't even be making a million dollars, which is pretty remarkable. And then in the 2024-25 season, Kevin Ball will be making $1.2 million. And I think that this is a very fair contract for the player that Kevin Ball is and what he ultimately can still, you know, become as he's still developing a still very, very young defensive. Remember, guys, he is only 23 years of age. And if you remember, which kind of feels like years ago now, he was one of the guys that we acquired in the Taylor Hall trade when the Devils sent Taylor Hall to the Arizona Coyotes. So he, along with a guy like Dawson Mercer, has certainly become very, very valuable to this organization. Uh, Ball appeared in his third NHL season this past year in New Jersey and played in a career-high 42 games this past year. He was a guy that I think a lot of people saw as that young defenseman that could come in and earn a roster spot. And he played a good amount of the year, almost about half of the season, in New Jersey. He is six foot six, 230 pounds currently. And he posted career highs in points with eight points, two goals, and six assists, and also had 35 penalty minutes. He also got into a couple of fights. I was actually at the game where he got into his first fight against uh, Frederick or Fentick. I feel like I'm saying his name wrong. Um, against the Boston Bruins in late December. Uh, and, you know, he roughed it up also in the playoffs. And this is a guy that, funny enough, one of the first interviews he ever did after being acquired by the Devils was that he said he considers himself an offensive defenseman. When you look at him, six foot six and well over 200 pounds, you don't expect him to be an offensive defenseman. But he has certainly worked on his defensive game. He is a lot more reliable in the back end. He's starting to be a lot more physical. And the Devils are going to need all of that and more from Ball moving forward. And again, he is only 23 years of age, which is awesome. Uh, Ball, like a lot of guys, made their postseason debut this past year in the playoffs and was one of 10 Devils skaters who earned their first career postseason points. So he's one of the many guys that now has experience getting points in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He played in 11 of the 12s of the team's 12 playoff games and averaged just over 13 and a half minutes per game time of ice, which is pretty solid, pretty solid. Uh, Ball, as mentioned before, is the last remaining restricted free agent that Tommy Fitz uh, obviously had to find a way to get uh, get sorted out and get under contract. And now he does that. And uh, New Jersey now has 23 out of 23 contracts on the roster. So everybody on the 23-man roster right now has a contract for this season, uh, at least for this season. Uh, now with that signing of Kevin Ball, the Devils have a projected cap space of $1.92 million. So just under $2 million according to cap friendly. So I will just reiterate by saying now that Ball's contract is secured and we're all good, I really don't expect the Devils to make any more moves. We are now into August. There really isn't any inkling that the Devils are talking to anybody, but we don't know. Again, we haven't really heard from Tom Fitzgerald. I think the next time we hear from him in terms of talking 
to the media is probably going to be around the beginning of training camp, maybe before that. But I think we definitely will hear from him within the next couple of weeks. Uh, Kevin Ball, you know, he spoke to the media on Tuesday and he obviously talked about he learned a lot from this past year. He felt like as the season went on, he grew confidence. You know, he said one game in particular against Tampa Bay, you know, the three-time Eastern Conference, uh, three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. Um, you know, when he had a lot of success in that game, he really, really felt like that he belonged. And I think that's a big step for Kevin Ball, being as young as he is and even with the inexperience last season. And now he goes into 2023-24 uh, with a pretty good shot. I think there, I think it's more than 75% that he's going to make the team out of camp. Obviously, the Devils do have a little bit of logjam with some young guys and some veteran guys that they either brought in this year or the year before. But I do think that when training camp comes to an end, you will see big number 88 um, on this roster. So as, uh, my friends in balls army in Utica would say, fuck it. We ball. So yeah, Kevin ball is back with the New Jersey devils for at least the next two seasons. Again, signing a two year contract at $2.1 million. So welcome back. The man they call the big wrecking ball. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Hockey Podcast Network. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinemat.org. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Kansas, call 8-1800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50, 10-plus leg required for one 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com, draftkings.com, slash baseball terms. So now let's shift over to two kind of news slash notes that I wanted to quickly share again. Obviously, you know, talking about the Devils. First one is, as I've mentioned before, the rumor that will not die. As we all know, throughout the entire NHL world, Everybody's looking at the Devils and saying, we have a tremendous top nine. Our forward group is strong. Our decor, despite losing some guys, is still very strong. We are a team that's capable of making a run of the Stanley Cup. But there's still that question mark with the goaltending position. And in terms of the Devils, the two guys that have stood out the most in terms of interest 
uh, in you know, with the Devils maybe going after and acquiring them are the likes of Connor Hellebach and John Gibson. Now, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet had this to say recently about both of these guys. He said, quote, I had some people tell me that they wouldn't be surprised if Hellebuck starts the year in Winnipeg. Friedman explained in an interview on NHL Network, the Jets don't want to do a rebuild. Considering that Pierre-Luc Dubois had all the leverage, they know they made a pretty good trade for him. I don't think they want to go backwards. I think they want to try to make the playoffs next year. It's not only about trading Hellebuck, it's about do they have an adequate replacement for him. Now, you know, again, I think it's most likely that you will see Connor Hellebuck with the Winnipeg Jets when the season starts. I think the Jets are going to play it out and see how things go. If they feel that they can make a run at the playoffs, they'll keep Connor Hellebuck. If they feel like that they don't have a shot and it's not worth it, then they probably will move forward uh, away from Hellbuck. The only problem is that if you wait until the season starts, especially if you wait till let's say, the trade deadline, you're probably not going to get as much for Hellbuck as you would during this offseason. But again, I think from what I've been hearing, I would say that most teams are playing a waiting game. I think they want to just see how things go in Winnipeg before they really start making those serious offers and we start getting some traction on a deal. And that includes the Devils. Now, Friedman would go on to say about John Gibson, he said, quote, John Gibson is still in Anaheim. I think New Jersey has looked at both of these goaltenders, Hellebuck and Gibson, among others. I just think that there's a lot of teams here playing kind of a poker game, a waiting game. And I don't think it would be a huge shock if Hellebuck started the year in Winnipeg, end quote. Uh, So again, this is something that's going to be constantly brought up. Especially if, let's say, the season starts and our goaltending is not up to snuff, you know, this is going to be something that people are going to want to continue to bring up more and more. But the Devils need to upgrade the goaltending position. And here are a couple of reasons, I think, also why this is still being brought up. Akira Schmidt's waiver exemption allows the Devils to be able to easily move uh, Schmidt from the NHL and the American Hockey League without having to go through waivers for the next couple of years, I think next two or three years. So that makes it pretty easy. And I mentioned this earlier this offseason that, um, you know, daily, the Daily Faceoff had mentioned that uh, the Devils' preference would be for Akira Schmid to start the season or at least play out most of the season in Utica. If that's the case... The question is then who would become the guy to play alongside Vitek Vanacek? I have said before that it's most likely going to be Colgren if that's the case, because Colgren is another guy that can go between the NHL and the AHL, so it's something to keep in mind. I still personally think going with Akira Schmidt and also Vitek Vanacek to start the year is not a bad move at all. I think both these guys are primed to take another step and get better. And uh, look, we have a lot more offense. Our defense is still pretty strong. And I think we're going to be okay. I really do. But I could be wrong. You know, we'll see. Uh, should also mention again, Nico Dawes. He's going to be out until at least Christmas with an, after he uh, had surgery uh, during the offseason. So that obviously makes things a little challenging down in Utica. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. New Jersey might not be against getting Schmidt a little more seasoned at the NHL, at the AHL level, as a lot of people have uh, reported. So again, it's just, it's just, you know, there's not much really to report, right? It's not much really to report. Just wanted to mention it to everybody to kind of keep everybody up to date with, with where everything is. 
But I think right now with the roster that the Devils have accumulated, now that we've gotten Kevin Ball under contract, I'd say that we're good for now. And this is the team you're going to see once the season gets underway, barring some major changes. And we do have some more time for training camp gets underway. So we will keep tabs on all of that. Now, the second thing I wanted to quickly mention, uh, just kind of a little fun thing that will kind of make Devils fans feel proud, is that uh, last week, uh, Sportsnet up in Canada dropped their mid-summer power rankings. We're kind of, we kind of just passed the halfway point of the summer, I think it's fair to say. Out of the 32 teams in NHL, the Devils ranked fifth overall after everything that uh, Tommy Fitz has certainly done this year. Uh, the rankings also make the Devils the best team in the Metropolitan Division. Although I still, and I'm just being as honest as I can be and as fair, I still think the team to beat in the Metropolitan Division is the Carolina Hurricanes. They, It's going to be a battle with them. It's going to be tough also against the Rangers. As well, even potentially, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins and New York Islanders as well. But certainly, in my opinion, I think the team to beat in the Metropolitan Division is the Carolina Hurricanes. But the Devils can certainly match with them. That is for sure. Now, according to Ryan Dixon of Sportsnet, he said this about the Devils saying, quote, re-signing trade deadline acquisition Timo Meyer was massive at snagging Tyler Toffoli from Calgary for Yegor Sharangovich and a third rounder was a very tidy bit of business. Remember. The Devils could put two exciting rookies in the mix, too, in the form of Luke Hughes and Simone Metz. Last year's breakout season was just the start, end quote. So, yeah, the Devils have, as we all know, have set themselves up to be super competitive now and in the long term. And a lot of it has to, a lot of credit has to go to Tom Fitzgerald and the job that he has done building this team over the last couple of years. And again, I even saw today in The Athletic that one of the five most interesting uh, moves and one of the more, one of the five most enticing moves of the um, of this offseason is the Devils acquiring Tyler Toffoli because he is a major finisher, had over 30 goals last season, and maybe he doesn't reach 30 goals there. Maybe he does. But the fact that the Devils added a finish, another finisher to this top six to make even the top nine that much stronger is exactly what the Devils were looking for. And to acquire him for a guy whose contract and, you know, his time in New Jersey was kind of coming up, although he's still pretty young in Sharon Govich, it's just a job well done. And the right move, in my opinion, from Tom Fitzgerald. So, yeah, I think it shouldn't surprise anyone. The Devils are up there. It's kind of a weird feeling for a lot of us to kind of be in the position of like, wow, you know, people really outside of New Jersey are really starting to believe and take notice that the Devils are for real and that they're not going anywhere. So, yeah, Devils obviously going to be considered one of those top teams this year. And now with a massive target on their back, it'll be interesting to see how this team responds. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Devils fans, even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to Coldplay, One Republic, or many others on repeat, or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or stay calm with some guided meditation. And 
A lot of things I like listening to on my Raycon earbuds are podcasts. I love podcasts. Uh, definitely listen to music when I'm at the gym. And also when, you know, I'm taking walks outside and just getting an opportunity to uh, really just get some fresh air as well. Let me tell you right now. Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud, tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycon also have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really, really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They started at the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now, Devils fans. Listen, and you can get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So lastly here, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, and again, I do have an article that just came out on Wednesday on Big Apple Hockey about this. We are going to start part one of my Devils lineup prediction slash projections for this upcoming season. And so obviously, you know, the Devils have the roster that is capable enough of making a deep run to potentially win a cup. The question is, how do all of these pieces fit to create that Stanley Cup championship recipe? Like, how do all these come together to create the perfect championship recipe? And we are going to take a shot at that. And we are going to start in this episode with the forward group. So the next episode, uh, next Monday, uh, we will have, at some point during the episode, we will have my predictions for the defensive core. And then the episode after that, although it'll be short, we'll be talking about the goaltenders and going from there. So, like I said, let us start, ladies and gentlemen, with the forward group. And we'll start with the first line. My first line is as follows. Jesper Brett on the left wing, Jack Hughes at center, and Timo Meyer on the right wing. Now, I mentioned this in the article, and I'll mention it here. Nico Heischer played most of the season last year on that top line. And it's possible, very possible, that he could be on that first line again going into this season. But I personally believe that because of Jack Hughes taking that major leap in his development and becoming the star player that he is, and the guys that are going to be paired with him, I think it makes more sense to have this be your dominant first line. And so when you look at Jack Hughes with his elite passing ability and Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer being more of the finishers, although Bratt obviously needs to get a little bit more consistent, I do think it flows very well. You want this to be your top scoring line, your top speed line, and all three of these guys bring exactly that. This is a very scary forward line that a lot that every team in the NHL is going to have to face at least once throughout the season. And it's going to, and especially once you get into the playoffs. So for me, I'm going to go again, Jesper Brad on the left side, Jack Hughes at center, and Timo Meyer on the right side for line for the first line. Now going on the second line, again, still going to be very, very dangerous in its own right. Dawson Mercer on the left wing, Nico Heischer at center, and Tyler Toffoli on the right wing. Now, 
I know that Dawson Mercer can play center, and uh, it's always possible that he can move down to a bottom six role, but I think Dawson Mercer, with the way that he broke out this year, I think he has certainly earned the right to be a consistent top six player. He also can play on the wing, as we saw, and I think he's going to fit in very well uh, on the left side of Nico Heischer. Now, again, we know what Heischer can do. He's a two-way guy. This is going to be the first legitimate year now that Patrice Bergeron is you know retired, where Nico has a really good chance to win his first Selkie trophy. And I think he's going to showcase that this year. I think it's going to be a major thing for him personally. And you added Dawson Mercer, who's starting to become much more of a finisher, can kind of do it in many different ways. And you have Tyler Toffoli, like I mentioned before, is that finisher that we didn't have at times last season that's going to come in and play on that second line. Not as much pressure as the first line. Toffoli doesn't need to be that. And I think it's going to work out well for all of them. And again, some speed. You know, uh, granted, Toffoli may not be the fastest skater, but he has enough to keep up with these two young bucks and Nico Heischer and Dawson Mercer. So I like it. It's a balance of not only some good setup, but also some pretty good job defensively on the back end. Nico, we already know what he can do on the defensive side. Tyler Toffoli, I think, is an underrated um, defensive forward from the way that you look at him if you watch him play on a night-to-night basis. And Mercer can obviously do a little bit of both as well, very, very well. So that's my second line again. Dawson Mercer, left wing. Nico Heischer at center. And then Tyler Toffoli at the right wing. Now we go to what I believe to be the most interesting of the four lines, and that is the third line. We have Andre Pallott on the left side, Eric Halla in the middle at center, and then Alexander Holtz on the right side. Now, I know that there are many Devils fans out there that are pretty much off the Alexander Holtz bandwagon, that they have pretty much decided that he is a bust, that it is not worth it anymore to to have him around, and that he's not going to make the team. And, And understandably so, based on the lack of success that he's had so far in his short career in the NHL. But I wrote an article, which you guys can go check out again on Big Apple Hockey, talking about Alexander Holtz and that I don't think it's time at all to give up on Holtz. I think he needs to be given the opportunity, a full leeway opportunity on a line and give him an opportunity to find a role in this team. Think of it like Jesper Boquist. Boquist two seasons ago, you know, everybody was, you know, ready to give up on him. And then he finally found, you know, his role in the team and became a valuable part of the team to the point where he played all of last season in New Jersey on that bottom six, and really did contribute here or there and made some good plays to the point where obviously he ended up earning a contract going over to uh, to Boston and becoming an everyday player. I'm not saying that Alexander Holtz is not going to produce uh, more than um, Jesper Boquist. I'm just saying that you need sometimes to give players more than one opportunity to really showcase themselves. And we saw some flashes of brilliance from Holtz. You know, he scored the first goal of the season. I look back to that goal he scored against the Red Wings, which was really nice. You know, that one-time power play goal he scored against Nashville in early December. These are just examples of what Holtz can do when he's given a consistent opportunity. And I think pairing him alongside one of our top two best 
face-off winning percentage centers and a guy like Eric Kala, who is a veteran who also is not afraid to stick up for his teammates, and a veteran clutch player like Andre Pallad. And, and I know that people are concerned about maybe Pallad's skills are starting to decline, but I still think he can very much be a major contributor to this team. And play, facing him on a line where he is going to be you know, a guy that not only can pass the puck very well, but can finish in his own right, especially in clutch situations, I think that's going to give Alexander Holtz the protection that he needs. And also, it will give him the opportunity uh, to get up to get into certain matchups that are going to be much more favorable to him facing off against a lot of teams bottom six. And I think that if, if that's the case, I think that that's going to give Alexander Holtz a chance to really kind of find his footing in the NHL. And I think that he is super determined to get going here. So again, third line, we're going to go with Andre Pallad on the left, Eric Hall at center, and then Alexander Holtz on the right wing. And then lastly, here with the forward group, we have the fourth line. Now, let me say this up front before anybody uh, tells me later on after they listen to the episode. I fully understand and I'm aware of what's going on in the Hockey Canada investigations. Um, it has been recently reported that there are suspensions that will be handed out to about five different players. We still don't know who those five players are, but there is one player on the Devils that could potentially be one of them. Now, again, he is innocent until proven guilty, and we shall see what happens once we get there. If this player does is involved in this, then obviously he's not going to be on this fourth line and most likely won't be on the roster, period. I think the Devils will end up probably just cutting ties with this guy who they just re-signed not too long ago. But let's just go with the on ice, what this guy and this line could do and just kind of go from there, okay? Just wanted to state that. So fourth line, left winger, Curtis Lazar, center, Michael McLeod, and right wing, Nate Bastian. Now, all three of these guys can be physical, can be gritty, and obviously can bring energy that we need. I know that a lot of people look at the Devils and say, we're not that big, we're just going to get thrown around, this, that, the other thing. I understand that, but the Devils do have some big body presence on the forward group and also on the back end as well. They're not completely um, without all of that. Curtis Lazar, who we acquired from the Vancouver Canucks, he has that really nice contract. He's making $1 million per year for the next two seasons. Uh, definitely contributed a little bit in the playoffs uh, when he had the opportunity to. And now that he's going to get a full season in New Jersey, I think with his you know, aggressiveness and his physicality, I think he's going to fit in well. He can also score a little bit here or there. So I, I, you know, I, like, uh, I like my chance with him. Michael McLeod, one of the top... Uh, centerman in terms of face-off winning percentage in the NHL last season, a guy who really took a leap forward and became a massively valuable penalty killer, a guy who also could score those timely goals as we saw in game, you know, in game seven against the Rangers and uh, also can be very physical. So I like him on there. And then obviously his best friend in Nate Bastion on that right side, big, he's got some speed, physical, can score a goal here or there, could stand in front of the net on the power play and just be a good job of screening guys to make our power play better and to create more opportunities to score. And uh, obviously he's not afraid to rough it up as we've seen many a times. So yeah, you're going to see obviously the BMW line no longer in existence with Miles Wood moving on to Colorado, but 
I still think that this line could be very, very uh, productive on that fourth line. Again, Curtis Lazar on the left side, Michael McLeod at center, and Nate Bastian on the right side. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my prediction slash projections for the Devils' forward lines for the upcoming 2023-24 season. And again, like I mentioned, next episode, we will be discussing the Devils' defensive core. And then after that, the episode after that, we will be then discussing who I think will be the Devils' tandem in net for next season. So let me know what you guys think again on Twitter. Again, not calling it the other name. On Twitter at Devil State, Instagram at Devil State of Mind. And if you just happen to be on Facebook, make sure to uh, give us a like and also just, uh, you know, just comment if you want to comment there. And don't forget also to follow and uh, interact with us on threads as well as we try to get through this, uh, this these new these new type of um, social media apps going around. And again, make sure to check out all the articles that I write for Big Apple Hockey. Just search my name on there and you'll find them. And get ready later this week for my first Devils article for the Hockey Writers and a lot more coming up later on in the many months to follow.